This is episode 45 of the Higher Christian Life broadcast, and my name is Steve McCraney. When it comes to the higher Christian life, one of the most important words, overlooked words in scripture is gnosko. Gnosko is translated know or knowing and is different than what we think when we see the English word for know. Usually we think about knowing something mentally, like knowing facts about an American president that we need to know for a quiz on Friday, but that knowledge about American presidents has no real lasting value in our lives. That is not what gnosko means. Gnosko means to know in a full or completed sense, and most importantly, to know by experience. It's also used in scripture as a euphemism for an intimate relationship between a man and a woman, like when Joseph did not know Gnosko Mary until she had brought forth her firstborn son that we find in Matthew 125. And it also conveys the idea of love, approval, favor, and goodwill and care for the object of his knowledge. We see that in John 10 with Jesus knowing his sheep. And yes, For those who seek the higher Christian life, this word may prove to be the key that unlocks the door to the abundant life he promised, but many have never experienced, our known gnosko. So join with us as we learn how to gnosko the higher Christian life. When it comes to the higher Christian life, one of the most important words in Scripture for those of you striving for that is the Greek word gnosko. And I really can't overstate that fact. Gnosko, the English translation of that Greek word is know, but it's a different kind of knowledge. It's not the kind of knowledge of cognitive apprehension. It's an experience. It's an intimate knowledge. It's knowing by encountering. The difference between the lukewarm life with Christ, which Jesus, of course, had much to say about in Revelation 3, 16 and 17, that lukewarm Laodicean life that has plagued the church for centuries, and the higher Christian life that we're striving for is not found in academic head knowledge, which is Ido, the Greek word, but is found in a firsthand experience with God and his word. In other words, it's one thing to know something mentally, such as I know George Washington was the first president of the United States, and quite another to know something by experience. One is transitory and is untested and can change over time, and the other one, gnosko, knowing by experience, is the foundation that life is built upon. It's what changes everything. Personal experience and knowledge trumps academic understanding every single time. Let let me explain. In scripture, there are several Greek words that are translated know or knowing, but primarily in regards to the higher Christian life, we only need to concern ourselves with two. That's gnosko and ido. If you're looking at a Strong's Concordance, Gnosko is 1097 and Ido is 1492. Pretty easy to remember if you remember the old remnant about Columbus. Gnosko 1097, Ido 1492. 
when it comes to knowing something or acquiring knowledge about something, we tend to fall into one of two broad categories, head knowledge, Ido, and firsthand experience, Gnosko. And if you're honest with yourself, experience, like I shared with you, always trumps what we believe in our head. As a matter of fact, you can believe something in your head, be totally convinced something is one way in your head until you experience it firsthand, and then all of a sudden, everything changes. You can be a committed atheist. You can believe that the Bible is not true. It's just a collection of a bunch of fables. And then when Christ reveals himself to you and you experience him for the first time, what you thought you believed, Ido, 1492, now has been submerged under your Gnosko knowledge because you've experienced something firsthand, passionately, and it has changed your life. Experience always trumps what we believe in our head. Plus, in regards to the higher Christian life, God wants us not to just know him in a mental, doctrinal, sterile, like academic sort of way that you learn in seminary, but he wants his children to experience him in the very core of their being, because it's in this area of experience, this gnosko, that faith in him and his word grows exponentially beyond comprehension. In, in other words, when you're reading scripture, when you see the word know or knowing, you ought to take a look to see exactly what kind of knowledge it is. Is it knowledge by experience or is it knowledge of just memorizing some facts? For example, let me read a passage to you, a familiar passage from Philippians 3, 8 through 11, where Paul uses the word know and try to determine what kind of knowledge he's talking about here. Here's what it says. Yet indeed, I count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Why? That I may know, is that gnosko or is that ido? That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Do you see the faith experience being described in this passage? Paul's not talking about knowing him academically with mental knowledge, like memorizing a systematic theology book, but he knows him by this knowledge that only comes from a shared experience or knowledge that is birthed in the fire of adversity, experience knowledge. I mean, look at what he says. I have suffered the loss of all things. That's an experience that I may know, gnosko, him and the power of his resurrection. To know him and power, that's also an experience. Or the fellowship of his suffering. There's nothing mental or academic about fellowshipping and suffering. Or being conformed to his death. Again, that's an experience. It's not a mental ascent to some sort of ideal. That I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. Another experience. You see the point? 
Paul is talking about in Philippians 3, 8 through 11, this experience of growing closer to Christ, that I may know him by experience and know him through all the things I share with him. Let's take just a moment and define these two words, gnosko and ido. First, gnosko means, quote, to know in a full or completed sense, to know by experience, and to know fully. I know my children. I know my wife. But it's also used in Scripture as a euphemism for an intense, intimate sexual relationship between a man and a woman. Whereas Joseph did not know Gnosko Mary until she had brought forth her firstborn son, if you remember from Matthew 1.25. Also, it conveys the idea of love, approval, favor, goodwill, and care for the object of his knowledge. We see this revealed so many times in Scripture. For example, Jesus says, and you'll remember these verses, I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. That's John 10, 14 and 15. That word is not Ido, like know mentally, but I know them emotionally. I place my favor upon them. I love them. I know them intimately. Here Jesus is expressing a knowledge of his sheep and his father that is based on love and care and a deep firsthand experience with both. The exact same kind of relationship he wants us to have with him. And this is the type of knowledge, gnosko, based on truth and an experience that confirms that truth that the Lord wants us to have in him and especially in his word. Why? Because faith must be tested to become real and genuine in our lives. It has to be tested. And if you don't believe that, do a quick review of the heroes of faith found in Hebrews chapter 11, this roll call of faith. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. By faith, uh, Moses, and on and on and on. Every one of them had a seismic shift from some sort of mental belief in God to a firm foundational conviction that was based on an experience when they stepped out and lived by what they knew in their head they believed. It was a testing and trusting of their faith, proving without a doubt that it was real, that turned these ordinary men into heroes we revere today. They had an idol knowledge of God, and then God tested their idol knowledge, and it became a gnosko knowledge deep within them. And it's to be the same with us today, especially if we desire a deep intimacy with the Lord and we want to embrace this higher Christian life, which is based on an experience with him. Now, let me just kind of wrap this up by giving you a few verses that'll show you the importance of knowing, knowing the trustworthiness of God and his word by experience, knowing gnosko, and not just by head knowledge. Let me give you a couple of verses. First, 1 John 3, 24. Now, he who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. And by this, we know that he, God, abides in us. How? By the Spirit whom he has given us. 
That is gnosko. We know by experience that God rests and dwells and makes his home in us because he gave us the experience of having the Holy Spirit live in us. It's not just a mental knowledge. It's been confirmed by a passionate, intimate experience. I mean, do I know Christ abides in me by some mental assumption or a doctrinal position I take when I read my statement of faith? Or do I know it by the experience I've had with the Holy Spirit who now lives in me? John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Will I be made free by mentally agreeing with a statement about the truth? Yeah, I, I agree with that. Or do I become free when I experience the liberating power of the truth that is only found in Christ? Well, you know the answer. It's quite obviously, isn't it? You shall know gnosko by experience the truth. And once you know it in the marrow of your bones, the truth then shall make you free. The higher Christian life grows, listen very carefully, when we have a firsthand, personal, upfront, life-changing encounter with the Lord. It has to be more than mental knowledge. It has to be more than agreeing with a, a doctrinal statement. It has to be something that changes us in the core of our being. When we come to believe not just doctrinal facts about the Holy Spirit, but truly believe him and his word by the experience we've had shared in the turmoils and trials and tribulations of life, then our faith is elevated to a personal level, a spiritual high, like one of those mountaintop experiences that can never be shaken. Never. And this is the kind of knowledge the Lord wants us to have with him. This is the higher Christian life, a faith that has been tested by fire, yet remains stronger still. There's so much more we want to talk about in the times we get together in the future about experiencing God and experiencing his word and allowing him to place us in circumstances and situations where our mental faith in him is changed to experiential faith and we go from a Ido knowledge of him to a Gnosko knowledge of him. And by the way, just so we'll close this out, the definition of the other Greek word, for no, Ido is the same as our common understanding of the English word for no, but it is the opposite of gnosko. It's not knowing by experience, it's knowledge by our senses. It means literally to see, to perceive by the senses, to be made aware of, to comprehend. And it is often in scripture translated not just as know, but see, look, or behold. For example, in Matthew 15, 12, it says this, then his disciples came to him and said, did you not know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? Were you not aware? Could you not see? Did you not comprehend or understand that the Pharisees were offended when they heard what you just said? I hope you will continue in your striving for the higher Christian life, which is, by the way, yours for the embracing. It's yours not based on works, but it's yours based on faith and surrender. It is your birthright as a child of God. So let me encourage you, embrace it today with all that you have. And we will talk again next time. Until then.